mentality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR for Come On Kind. This is season five, episode number 18. We are getting to the end of the year. Christmas is approaching and I am delighted to be joined in studio once again by my two formidable duo ladies of Anya Farrell and Paula Murphy. I'll go Murphy this time. It depends on which one it is. There's nobody after you this evening. But anyway, how are we, ladies? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. At least you got here. The rain outside is horrendous at the mm, minute. It is. The roads are bad at the moment, so... I, I thought I'd see you coming in the front gate with a canoe. I'd say we took our life into our hands to come to the podcast tonight, yes. the two of us. I know. It's dedicated it's, we it's are. Dedication. 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 I got me so floaties good. in the car and I got a spare set for you on the way Great, home. Great, thanks. <laughs> You're so good. Right, we are obviously on the build up to a very important day for the Dixborough Camogie Club as they get ready to play in an All-Ireland final against two-time All-Ireland champions Sarsfields two times in a row because they're going for three in a row and we're going to preview a little bit but we're going to get a different perspective on things because we're going to go across the west as the fella says and we are going to chat albeit to a Kilkenny lady but she is in Galway at the minute and she plays with Oren Moore uh, Marie's there in Galway and that is of course Claude Power and hopefully I'm not disturbing Claude too much at the minute and she's there to join me Claude how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am all good, thank you. Paula Murphy, Paula Dowling, whatever you want to call her at this stage, is looking at me. She was very good to pass on the number, but I suppose it's a big day as well for the Galway outfit because you'd know Sarsfields very, very well, having played them over a number of years, and they are Dixborough's opponents at the weekend. It's certainly not going to be an easy game, this one, for Sarsfields. No, it's definitely not. Um, I've, I've played with some of the Dixborough girls in school and stuff so I'm well aware of how strong they are I've seen their Leinster final there as well so it'll be a tough tough game for both teams I think What's the mood in Galway like at the minute with the match coming up at the weekend? Um, you know I'm not, not too sure now we, we haven't been around I haven't been around the Camogie now myself in like two months really since we finished um, we, were, we were licking our wounds there for a while so um yeah, I, I, I'd imagine they're feeling confident. They're going for three in a row. They've been been in All Ireland for the last is it five or six years, probably consecutively now at this stage. Um, so I, I can imagine they're feeling confident. But yeah, I suppose you know what they're like about well in Galway year. Your own club played them in the final as well this year. It was unfortunate for yourselves, but when you come up again, the likes of Sarsfields, it's not going to be an easy day any day. You go out against them. No, no, we knew kind of we knew we had to have a good game on the day, and yeah, we just we didn't really show up. Um, we were awful disappointed, but that was the third year I suppose we came up against them and um, yeah it was a hard one to take getting bet by 12 points we were bet by 2 in the previous one so um, yeah it was a, a tough tough day out but uh, they're, they're just an, an unreal outfit really they're just really strong all over the pitch they're so used to playing with each other and you know you can really see that when you come up, come up against them 
Hi, Claude Paula here. Listen, um, I suppose oh. looking at the team, the strong points, we all know about the McGraths, but like, I mean, not a lot is really discussed about their defence. And as far as I can see, they have quite a strong, cohesive defence. Where do you think the strengths lie with this team? Is it the forwards or would you see it's a work rate in the middle of the field or the backs? Or where's the biggest, hard, a biggest yeah. obstacle that Dixborough are going to I face? I actually think you've touched on it there. Like the, the big names, like the McGraths, um, like they're, they're unreal players and they've so much experience but there's a lot of players there that don't get as much of a mention um, in their forwards especially like there's girls there that you know I think people kind of take their eye off and they slip into positions and they get they get goals themselves and just make really good runs and stuff um, so I think their their forwards probably is their, their biggest strength they definitely have obviously the good a good um, defence as well but um their work rate as well like uh, I know my own partner's uh, sister is playing with them as well so uh, there's a lot of um, competition in our house <laughs> questions who are you shouting for on, uh, on Sunday uh, do we go for Dixborough I'm staying, or for, uh, uh, Star I'm staying quiet now on that one <laughs> I'll say nothing <laughs> And is there a big difference as in the style of play? I suppose you'd be looking at Galway and you think of, of we'd always associate it with a lot of physical strength and, and, and I suppose, you know, physically big, strong girls um, being completely Kenny Bice. And we'd be, you know, is there a big difference in between the way that they play versus having you having played in both counties? Yeah, I mean, I suppose they are like one of the points that I had written down here, like they're, they're extremely physical. They're all really strong girls. Um, there's one of them that would get pushed off the ball too easily um, but it's just the fact that they've been playing non-stop kind of with each other that they haven't had much of a break for the last four or five years you know they're so cohesive in, in how they play um, so that that's probably one thing that I would notice anyway um, I suppose I haven't played in Kilkenny now since uh, probably school like when I was 17 or 18 which is a good while ago now so I wouldn't be fully up to date on how how things are going down there, but um, just from what I've seen, like in the Leinster final there, um, Dixborough will be well able to put it up to them anyway. And if there is any weakness within the Sarsfields team, where would you see it be, or where could a weakness be exploited with them? Um, yeah, I, I, I I'm not too sure. Like they've had a few injuries over the last couple of years, but. Um, like that could potentially be an area of weakness, but like they seem to have been able to overcome that with a strong bench. Um, there, you know, so it's a it's a weakness, but it's kind of become a strength for them. Even kind of distractions around injuries leading up to big games, they seem to be able to handle it well and stuff. Um, so yeah, I I mean I know the Borough have a lot of pace in their in their forward line, so that could potentially be an area that. Um, that they could exploit Sarsfield with, but uh, it's just trying to get the ball into that um, uh, like full forward line is is the tough part. Claude, there's talk going around, not from ourselves down here in Kilkenny, but in, in certain quarters of the media, that maybe Sarsfields are this team coming towards the, I suppose, the end of their cycle, and that what do you make of that? Like, are Sarsfields a young team, or are they starting to become a, an ageing team that have been, they've been there for so many years, like maybe people are just thinking that players are getting older, but like, is that the case, or have the younger players coming up behind them as well? 
Um, yeah, I suppose that's probably what everyone would hope up here is that, uh, you know, that they don't have players coming on, but their bench has... Sounds familiar, like, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know all about it, Paula. <laughs> their, their bench, uh, like, it has been really strong. You know, throughout the year, um, I think they lost one or two girls with injuries and different things, but they still seem to be able to manage to, like, put uh, like start a really good, strong team. They do have a few younger girls coming up. Um, I suppose under in minor maybe, but I, I wouldn't know now into anything below that uh, what they have. But their bench at the moment, I wouldn't say that they're weakening. But <laughs> we'd like to hope that they would be eventually. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it will be happening anytime soon. Well, it's, it certainly is going to be, I think, a titanic battle between two brilliant teams. If it's anything to go by, the battles that Kilkenny and Galway have had down through the years were certainly in for a magnificent contest. <sighs> right, I suppose, Paula, Anya, they're not really asking me any more questions on that one. Claudia, thank you so much for your time this evening. I know you're a busy woman and that, and we appreciate you taking the time out to have a chat with us on the podcast. The very best of luck to yourself and the team next year in the exploits. And who knows, we might even be able to get you on here uh, next year with uh, a county title to your name because we know you've been there for a while now and you're banging on the door up there. Um, I know the, the club is putting in a lot of work uh, especially at underage level there as well and hopefully that'll come to fruition for yourselves over the next little while as well but thank you so much for joining us this evening Great, no bother Thanks, Claude Thanks, Claude That was Claude Power there from originally Kilkenny from Freshford having a chat to us and now playing in Galway with Oren Moore Marie I hope I'm pronouncing that right I don't know whether I ever get that name right but um, it certainly takes a perspective on things from the Galway outlook as well and by the sounds of things Paula and Anya Sarsfield don't look to be going anywhere in the next time soon, I mean, the, the media outlets that are saying that, oh, you know, this is an ageing team. They could be coming to the end of their cycle with players and, you know, other players are getting older, etc. It doesn't sound like it. No, I don't think so. I think, you know, when you kind of look at, I suppose, the, the match day programme from the All-Ireland semi-final the last day, probably the biggest omission and I... I believe that I don't know if she's played much game time with Sarsfields of Galway this year has been Neve McGrath um, she would have been pivotal in around the middle of the field captain of this Sarsfield teams one of the leaders um, but they certainly look to have been able to I suppose you know fill the gap in there um, you know fairly comprehensively when you look at the likes of you know her sister Claudia McGrath playing at midfield there along with Sarah Spellman Sarah Spellman would have won an all-star with Galway back in 2017 or 18 I, I think at this stage um, yeah listen like obviously they're an excellent team It's they've kind of really had a shootout between themselves Schlock Neil and Lockheel Sharmarks over the last couple of years when it comes to All-Irelands and you know they, they certainly are a, a team that every club in the country is probably looking looking at at the moment as being one of the top tier teams and you know they've got some really really good players around I suppose it's it's like every team 
you, they have their spell of dominance and you know it, it doesn't last forever the good times don't always last forever and I suppose you know they're kind of open that they'll have certainly one last dance and I'm sure if they're they're listening to us and if they're listening to anybody saying that they, they're an ageing team they are not going to be too happy about that either because um, they do have some they do have some really still like young players I can just look and through and they are like I'm counting off the, the top of my head there four out of the six four out of the six backs would have hurled inter-county at some stage with Galway be it minor intermediate or senior two of their midfielders and definitely three out of the six forwards and I suppose their goalie as well um, you know would have been there with uh, with the Galway intermediates too so they do have a vast range of experience um, I think Shannon Corcoran was on the minor team was on the minor team one year that beat Kilkenny it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. If memory serves you right, so listen, they they still have some really good young players with that regards, and you know, I suppose <coughs> like it's going to be very interesting to see. I suppose the challenge that Dixborough are going to put up to them because you know Dixborough are going to be going into this game they are going to be underdogs but I think that's a really really good position for Dixborough to be in um, you know I think you know Dixborough have made a lot of history this year they've obviously won the county final they went on they had an emphatic victory in, in the um, Leinster final they had a great victory then in an All-Ireland semi-final and I think with every game that they're playing they're growing in confidence um, they have a really good structure and they have a really good belief in themselves so yeah it's going to be a huge battle a huge battle for both teams but certainly you know an outsider's point of view you would be looking at Sarsfields as being the favourites they certainly will I'm just looking at uh, what Claudia was saying the first time that um, I can see here actually in a while they won their first All-Ireland title back in 2019 they were then in the final in 2020. That was actually the one that was played in Nolan Park because they all at the Ballock beat them yeah. that day. They were then in the final then in 21, which they won against Schlock Neil. They were then in the final in 22 because obviously they beat Lockheel Shamrocks of Antrim in that final and now they're in the final in 2023. But Lockheel Shamrocks were the team that played them last year. Dixborough beat Lockheel and yes, they will go in as underdogs into this game. But certainly, they're going to be up against it, but they're going to put in a good battle. My question to both of you is, is it going to be a hindrance to Sarsfields, albeit they had the game against Sarsfields of Cork in the All-Ireland semi-final, but they haven't really had much competition. Like, they play their club competitions, they won the county final, and a bit like the hurlers with St. Thomas's, there's no provincial competition mm. for themselves because whoever wins Galway goes straight into the All-Ireland semi-finals there's no other teams to take part in it Yeah it can and it can be it depends like I mean if they're very much focused on themselves which I believe they will be mm. like I mean if you're going for three in a row the mentality is going to be very much they're not going to be okay they, they'll have loads of respect for Dixborough don't get me wrong but they will be totally focused on themselves yeah. because when you get to that third it is a matter of it is mind over matter and to have that team primed to go up and defend the title yeah, that's going to be the biggest thing whereas Dixborough needs to be going with an attitude whereby they have nothing to lose mm. everything has been a bonus after reclaiming their county championship and everything is a bonus and to push on from there at the end of the day All-Ireland finals are a 50-50 game and I can honestly say whoever wants it mm. the most well, I suppose when you look back at the semi-final, I mean, Dixborough played Lockheel and they were under pressure for long periods of time in that game because Lockheel obviously had this experience of being in the, the club final last year. They had been Ulster champions like with a number of years as well. But when it came to the push at the end of the day, like Dixborough really finished very strong. 
Um, and if that game had to go on for another five minutes, six minutes time um, of extra time, you know, it was injury time and that, it wouldn't have been a six or five or six point victory. I think it would have been nearly a 10 point victory because the longer the match mm. was going on, Dixborough were getting stronger. Yeah, their fitness, like I suppose when you look at them in, in a lot of the games that they're played, particularly in the final quarter, they're really able to push on and put put away a team. And, you know, I think against Sarsfields, they can't allow they can't allow a team to get a good head start on it. And I suppose that's probably something that they would have learned from the Leinster final two years ago against Ourlart Ballad. They let Ourlart get ahead of them too much and they had to try and claw that back. Whereas now, you know, it's everything's like touch and go, but really in the final fifteen minutes you can see Dixburg, you can see their fitness, they come alive. It's like if if something, if the momentum is building and the opposite team get like an unbelievable score or win a brilliant free or get a goal it's Dixburg then that they get their heads up and they start to push on there. Um, but yeah, like I think, listen, I think Sarsfields are obviously going to have the experience of playing in an All Ireland final, and I suppose that is going to stand to them a lot. Like, you know, these girls as a club are used to playing in Crow Park. They're like you have to admire a team that is going to be consistently back in Club All Ireland's five years in a row. Um, you know, it's it's a huge achievement for any club. But like, I think when it comes to Dixburg, I think like like we spoke about it they don't they don't um they don't crack under pressure at all they don't, I don't even think they know what pressure is they just they go about they do their own thing they play their own game they stick to their own game plan and they do push on from it and like I'm just kind of looking at maybe some of the the matchups I suppose and I suppose the key areas for for the game this weekend when you look at it like you've got Tara Clifford who's going to be in a full back there for Dixborough she's probably coming up against one of the the biggest sharpshooters in Camogie at the moment in Siobhan McGrath. She's a poacher. She'll get a goal. She's very strong, fast. Be very interesting to see that Tussler. Tara Clifford's a really strong player as well. She's very, very physical too. She's And she's quick. She has pace as well. She may not look like she has pace. She does the very simple things right. She's she's a typical full back where she'll get, her, she'll get down in over the ball. So it's going to be very interesting to see will she be staying on Siobhan McGrath? Like is, like is she going to stay in that full back position? Is Siobhan McGrath going to stay in that full part position? Are they going to actually pick up each other? Or are we going to see the likes of Jane Cass, uh, you know, falling into that position and picking her up? I don't know personally if I would do that and put, you know, I suppose, Jane into a full back position. I think like she's really good at man marking. She's a really good man marker job, but I don't know to slash her into that, I think it, what, that space. What Dixborough have to do is cut out the supply of ball into the forwards. Yeah, that is the huge. key thing. So the role from the half forward line, midfield and half back line, that middle third is going to be really important mm. because they're going to have to keep the pressure on and keep the ball out. If they keep the ball out, if they don't have the possession... That's a difference. She's going to have to go hunting for it. Yeah. And as a result of that, that's whereby you could see the likes of Jane Cass, whoever, picking her up if she has to mm-hmm. drift out further out the field. But it's the middle of the field and half back line is where I'd be watching. Yeah. So say, yeah. Like Sarah Spellman and Claude McGrath, like they're two. Yeah. I mean it in the nice possible way and biggest compliment I can give it to any Camogie player say they're animals yeah. I mean they're work rate they're phenomenal they cover a lot of like they'll probably cover every blade of grass in the whole bloody well place yeah. Yeah. and like I mean all year Sarsfields have only lost one game and that was in a preliminary round against Athenry yeah. and at that stage I think they had a lot of girls that were on holidays and that's having to, spoken to Claude early on I think they lost by 8 points 110 to 118 so that's all they've lost all year. Mm. And every other game they have won well. 
Like like I think the minimum was a two point loss to or win against Owen Moore Mahari. So that's in the club championship. Mm. So they are pushing on. But if they don't have the supply to the forwards, what happens then? Yeah, yeah, but the question with that is like, is it getting it too easy? Like it's a bit like the hurling at the minute in Thomastown and Tuller or Ross Like mm. there's nobody coming close to them. They're not getting I mean, a challenge. No, talk about experience though. I mean, there's eight years gone since uh, Sarsfield's got into their first All Ireland final back in 2016. They have been in seven. All-Ireland finals of the last eight the only time they weren't in the All-Ireland final was back in 2018 when Schlock Neal playing St. Martins of Wexford in the final but they have been in Crow Park seven out of the last eight mm. years like that experience alone is invaluable to any team Oh yeah definitely but if I was Dixborough I'd be saying we've got nothing to lose here mm. We have nothing. Like, you could see how they started to come into the game the last day. The longer the game went on, the more that they could see they started to back themselves. Now, it was a big occasion. There's no point in saying that. It took them a while to sort of get to bed in. And I suppose that first 10, 15 minutes is going to be a big factor in the match. As in, once they're within striking distance, you know that they're going to come strong at the end. Mm. But and how, interest- how important on that point is the senior players in Dixborough going to be? Because... Like Sarsfields have been in Crow Park so many years they have the experience of playing on the pitch they know what the routines are they know where the dressing rooms that they're going to probably be in etc the warm up areas etc like we've had a couple of players with Dixborough playing an All-Ireland final with Kilkenny but not with your club like a lot of these players and Donald Carroll has alluded to this before never mind Crow Park a lot of these players haven't played in Nolan Park yeah. never mind in Crow Park Crow Park is a big vast stadium when you're standing out on the pitch how important is the senior players going to be to keep the players grounded that if they do get a slow start and I'm not saying they are going to but if they do Mm. again they don't panic like they haven't during the last couple of games that they continue to do what they're doing keep to their game plan and just because it's an All-Ireland final to change something different It's huge they're going to like mentally they're going to have to like I would imagine they're not going to be doing anything this week I would imagine that they would have spoke about this last week um, because I suppose this week they're going to be just kind of focusing on the game they want to, don't want to be reading too much into a it. lot of them are doing exams this week yeah so that's, that's the college there. exams are all on this week and next week so there's a lot of them that are probably and probably it's the best distraction yeah. ever as much as they're probably saying don't away. want to be you know thinking about study but they'll all, they all have exams this week and next week and the girls are in college which is quite a few yeah um, I just think the back's in Dixborough have a relentlessness. They really do throw their bodies on the line. This is, and, and this, all of the players do actually, I have to say, but there's just something about them. You can see and they're putting in hooks, they're putting in blocks, mm. they're putting their body in places they probably shouldn't even be putting them. Like, you know, that kind of thing. And they keep going. Like, I mean, how many times do we see the last day there was balls that sh- you like, normally they should have, you would, you'd see players would give up, but they kept harassing, kept tracking them down and they still were able to keep doing it again and again and again. Yeah. And I'm not saying no insult to Dixborough. I don't think it was their finest game last week in the first half. The first half, they would no. definitely tell you that themselves. But they worked themselves into it. Mm. And they worked so hard that they made everything turn around. And that's but you talk about the backs, it's also important to note that, I mean, some of the forwards in the midfield, the tracking back that they done as well to help the backs, oh. you know, I mean, they could see that the backs were under pressure. And like you're talking about cutting out ball, like if you crowd out 
that third area going back to your backs and you're stopping ball getting into the McGraths or whoever else is in there in that forward line and the ball is not going into it like you're setting yourself up nicely to get the ball up into the forwards and Dixborough have some very nice forwards that's able to do damage themselves if and I do say if the right ball is put into them well mm. yeah I I actually think the likes of Jenny Clifford I think she's going to have I think she could potentially have a field day loads of open space I think we're kind of right in what we're saying I think I think both teams are kind of evenly matched when you look at it I think the middle middle of the field Kiro Shea Evo Garman up against Claude McGrath and Sarah Spellman I think the half back line of both teams are going to tighten up so they're going to try and cut out the distribution from both ends like you know I think that's where you're going to be looking at I think that's going to give woeful space inside and the likes of Eve Prendergast Jenny Clifford Orla Hanrick I think that's where they're going to have to be utilised but then on the other side it needs to be careful I wouldn't be surprised if you have your, your, like either both or one of your half forwards dropping out to the middle of the field bunching up the whole mm. thing and trying to get primary possession there then laying off a quick ball in like low into Siobhan McGrath she'd only love it but mm. then on the other side if you're sending low balls to the likes of Jenny Clifford or yeah. Aoife Prendergast they'd only love that too yeah. but what you would probably see is that Sarsis will be watching the likes of Ash McCarty yeah. Aoife Prendergast Jenny Clifford because they're the players that are known yeah yeah but like that leaves a lot of space open for the likes of Rachel Dowland, Naomi Clifford and mm. Orla Henrik. Like Rachel Dowland has been excellent throughout their Leinster campaign. And she hasn't been, which is different, right? Mm. When I associate Rachel, I associate with her like scoring role. Yeah. Which is what she would do at a, at a juvenile level. Mm. But in this, at the moment, she's playing the role of playmaker. Yeah. Yeah, but you see at juvenile level as well, and this is no reflection on Rachel and it's not me being bitchy or bad against her either but when you come to the adult level you know something that you when you come to 16 and minor and you're doing great scoring you're obviously coming up against older players themselves that have a bit more experience and Rachel can recognise that so she will take her scores brilliantly when Mm. she gets the opportunity but if she sees the likes of Aoife Prendergast making a decent run ahead of her that's in better position she's not going to go and try and have a shot she'll actually pass the ball off to the player What I'm saying is that the backs will be so busy watching are inter, the inter-county players oh, yeah, I totally that it's agree going to leave yeah, it yeah. open for the likes of Rachel, Orla, Amy or whichever forward starts it's going to leave the space for those other players to step and up they're to brilliant the at setting up the scores as well for the others I mean you you mentioned it the last day with Amy I mean and I, a terrier I, 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 I will I'll <laughs> say it again she was like a bulldog terrier going into rocks coming out with balls and mm. she really had no right to win some of the balls that she won the last and her, day I mean. as I said the last day her work rate was, was phenomenal In the first half, she did keep a lot of that possession down in the forward line. Like she did. I think the first half was important that they didn't leave Lockheed get too much of a lead ahead of them. I think, I mean, it went to five points at one stage, but that was it. But they kept kept it kind of on that path. But they don't don't panic though. No. That's the big. Never. Another team would actually like be, oh my God, we're five Mm. points. They just panic. They don't panic. They stop. At half time, I think. Uh, Donald said it we just trusted in our process we yeah. followed what we've always been doing but this mm. brings me back to my earlier point that the, it is an all-earned final that the senior players just if it does go that way just need to say it to the other players mm. look we're not panicking we we play the same as we do we don't do anything different we don't try and change a shape or whatever we do as we have to do and things will come right for us 
True. And it is as well, though, if you think about it, it's to get the mentality across to the girls, which is all well and good us talking about mm. it. It is only a game. It is only 15 on 15. You can only play the ball once you have it in your hand. So it's to get that mentality, to keep it as simple as you possibly can, because it's a great occasion. Like, Huge. it's the first time that the club in any code has been in All-Ireland final I think isn't it? Yeah. Hurling or No the the Intermediates was there before Intermediate the Intermediates well. won the All-Ireland final well, with Dixborough but this is the first senior yeah. Yeah. time that the club has been in it and it is a big deal for yeah. them It is a big deal but it's it's about as I keep saying go out and enjoy yeah. the day don't let it pass them by but at the same time to have a healthy respect for Sarsfields Yeah. and by mean healthy I mean is that they're going to be tough they're mm. going to be physical but the first ball that comes by God you let them know you're there yeah like and I think I do think I think some of the younger players I think they're actually going to I think they're really going to kind of you know really stand up to the occasion because like they're going to have this no fear and you've always spoke about it underage in Kilkenny minors they, there is no fear and I think a lot of these girls I think they're going to relish in the opportunity of playing in Crow Park like I genuinely can see the likes of Amy Clifford Rachel Dowling I can see like Ashley McCarty I think that they're going to get off they're going to have a buzz on actually playing in Crow Park I think it's going to be it's going to be huge the one thing I will say to them is that they need to be they need to be really really focused on themselves and just like you know watching where you know their own teammates are and what they're doing as well because it is very very hard to hear um, directions from the sideline um, in Crow Park it's like there's an echo or something and you just yep. you can't really hear it unless there's nobody there like in yeah. 2020 yeah. and we heard everything. everything pin drop but like I think I do like I think these girls are going to be I think they're going to be so excited to play in Crow Park. I think that's when they're going to really, really enjoy it. And I think this will be fired up for it. Best, best come They'll be played. determined. Yeah. And also, some of the girls got some extra game time the last day. Like, I mean, yep. the likes of Rose Kelly. going in, yeah. Rose Kelly going in. Don't be surprised. You could see Tara McGrath popping in. You could see Ashley and Brown popping in. Mm. Like, I mean, these are all girls that have a fast I suppose turn the big pace. worry for everybody is we don't know how things are going at the minute because, um, in fairness, there, there's stuff going on this evening and we couldn't get Donald on with us whether Kira O'Shea is actually going to be okay for the final like she did go off injured the last day so all hopes will be that she will be okay and able to make it yeah, to be honest with you, I doubt Kira O'Shea is going to give up um, an opportunity to miss um, playing in an All-Ireland. It's her uh, legged, one to, be, legged one to be hanging yeah, off, and arm hanging off. even if it was hanging off, she'd, she'd throw a, bit well, of yeah. a masking tape or something on it and off she'd go. And Super like, glue. There'd be, no, there'd be no stopping. Super glue there's, to be DW40 you know to keep her limber. There's not it. going to be one thing that is going to get in the way of any of these girls togging out next Sunday in an All-Ireland final. Like, they would literally have to have their head taken off before they say no they're not playing like I think I, I like I, I'll say it again I think we're going to see the best performance from Dixborough all year round Yeah I think it's going to be an excellent game I have well I know you brought them the last day but I have extra tissues brought this time because I know if it goes that way oh, that everybody is going to be emotional and no more so than me Like, and I wouldn't be surprised if it could be get nearly a draw I go away Ah, no, I think it is, no. It is going it's going to be tight. Well. It's going I think, to be tight. There's I think no they're very balanced. Yeah. I do. I think they're two balanced and, teams. And I do think, like I'm looking at there, and and it has been alluded, they are both teams are physically very mm. strong. I even said the last day with the Northern team, Lucky, I couldn't get over for slight girls. They were physically very strong over the ball because they went down so low. Yeah. Now the other factor that would probably suit 
both teams is the fact they're going to be playing in Crow Park, which is going to be immaculate. It's going yeah. to be like a carpet. Yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it's not going to be a slog. It's going to be an open game and free flowing. Yeah, and like I mean, the last day it was so free flowing. Like I mean, I know at times people were shouting at the ref saying, you know, uh, ref give a free or whatever, but it was just very open. He let the play develop and played his advantage, so it was really good on that level, you know. So hopefully now the same on Sunday. Yep, yeah, well, it certainly will. Well, there's lots of matches on at the weekend because obviously the junior final is going to be taking part on the Saturday. That is between Athlete and Green Moor. If I'm not mistaken, is Green more the team from Armagh? Am I right on that? I think actually that's Rosemary Hughes, Mary's team, if I'm not mistaken. Armagh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that, yes. Our referee up in the north, it is indeed her home club. Um, so, you know, we wish Rosemary and the team well there, but to, to all our finalists, the Junior B final. Uh, that game, by the way, is taking place in Kinnegad at one o'clock on Saturday. The other game then is in Abbottstown. This is Cross McGlen Rangers and St. Munya's uh, Camogie and St. Munya's are Westmeath. Westmeath. <coughs> and I think that's actually Aileen Lawler's team, the former president of the Camogie Association, because I know we do have three teams in Leinster. And it's great to see a Camogie team that's n- like from Crossmagan, you associate with football. Yeah. yeah. Just to see, you know, a Camogie team doing well. And there are some familiar names there on that Crossmagan McConville's, Bellews. You know, a lot of, of Cassidy, so a lot of players that would have been involved probably are related to previous footballers. Yep. No, it certainly is. Then Sunday, the intermediate game is the Curtain Razor. That's at three o'clock in Crow Park. And it is Clan Morris Camogie. And they are taking on Nafina. We saw Nafina play uh, O'Moore's in the Leinster final in Netwatch Colin Park the day that we were there. Very impressive team. And actually, it's great to have another black and amber team in Crow Park as well because Nafina of Meath does wear black and amber. And then the big one. Dixborough Sarsfields quarter past five in Crow Park it will be brought to you live with myself and Anya Farrell on commentary Paula will be up with us as well and we'll be getting analysis there and we'll all be in Crow Park because it's a big day out and we're going to be looking forward to it and it's all thanks to Hackett's Bar Irish Town who will be sponsoring the podcast as well for ourselves as they did with the semi-final and we're really looking forward to it and keep an ear out for some special events that may be coming up during the week as well in the build up to the game but um, it's it's great it's the pinnacle of all players career to try and get to an All-Ireland final uh, and we have to wish the hurlers as well with O'Loughlin's Thomastown and Tullahar Ross Birkin they're playing in the All-Ireland semi-finals respective also on Sunday as well um, so we wish all of them the very best of luck but a busy day for Dixborough it's going to be a busy period and as I said to Michael Welsh earlier on when I was chatting to him on full time you've alluded to this before back to the 2016 All-Ireland final these players from Dixborough no matter how they're feeling they should embrace yeah. the final at the weekend definitely huge it's listen it's a huge opportunity it's a it's a brilliant day out for them a brilliant day out for the whole of Dixborough um 
and I know there's an awful lot of work being done there and it's great to see the maroon and white colours being draped all over Kilkenny as well you know they, they really are getting a massive following and a massive support group around them and that's brilliant to see and we hope people of Kilkenny will actually get out yeah. now I know it's going to be difficult because the hurling is obviously on mm-hmm. as well but the bit on the way back no correct yeah but I'm and also it's <laughs> it's a reasonable price lads if no, you no, want yeah. to bring kids to Crow Park um, it, like the tickets are quite reasonable so kids can go mm. and it's a great place because it's not that you have a nice crowd yeah. but it's an environment whereby they're not hearing the whole noise as in some of the smallies can get overwhelmed by the noise if you go to a hurling match because the whole mm. thing is jammers it's the ideal time to bring somebody bring to Co-Park let them see the place feel the atmosphere and especially if you've got young girls or, or boys that are planning aspiring to wear their county colours or club colours or get that far they need to go. Yeah. yeah, no, get out and support the team because it is a big occasion for everybody. Obviously, Kerry, I I love it. Sam I love Morris. It. Yeah, you know, yeah, eighty yeah, players, yeah. Martin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you it's have Kerry so blood in you as well. I, there, you well, know? I don't really, but I just I just love the fact that you can see. I all have these. you're married to a Kerry oh, man, yeah, so. But I love the fact that you can see there's little clubs popping up all over the place down there, like you know that kind of thing. Um, we were down during summer. I can't think of the name of the club. It's in Tralee Town. Well, uh, we've been talking about Kerry through the National League, even and how well they were doing, and you know we were it's just previewing. For, it's them. a very it's small brilliant. catchment area, and they're doing great. Like just to go down, we went down. And I can't remember the name of the club in Tralee, and we went in and we just watched the train session. And just sat there and watched and I was thinking God, that I was going to register to be a little miss sarcastic you know from Kilkenny we know it all listen it was an excellent train session I was watching it and the level of work rate from them all and they came off big red faces and So you're telling me you went to Kerry and picked up a tip or two? <laughs> I may or may have not I'm not I refuse to confirm nor deny the allegation <laughs> <laughs> but it was great just to see it because you know the way if you are away from somewhere and you see a match somewhere you'll pull in now normally if you're driving around Kerry you'll see all you see is football but yeah. it was Camogie now we're talking about Dixburg girls, right? You take it, you're a Camogie player from Kerry and you're looking at the footballers and they're going to Crow Park and they're playing in All-Ireland Finals and all sorts of things and you're thinking, Jesus, wouldn't it be great someday that I get to play in Crow Park and now all of those young players from Clan Morris is now going to do just that and have an opportunity and it's great actually and now okay I'm, I'm probably going to cause a bit of a stir here but I think like the Camogie final All-Ireland final day that we have the three finals with the Premier Junior the Intermediate and the Senior I don't know the logistics of it maybe there is something on in Crow Park or whatever at the same time but wouldn't it be great if the three finals again were in Crow Park because you're not going to get 80,000 out of the three finals anyway and put as many as you can into it you know, have a decent atmosphere in it and give those players from Athlete and Green Moore the opportunity to play in Crow Park as well. It's only right. Like, I, I was laughing at, you know, the, the Dixborough have it up, you know, We Are Family is on there mm. at the roundabout yep. of the Green. This is what it's all about. This is the grassroots of the GA, whether it's Camogie, Hurling or whatever. And this is the biggest honour you can possibly have is to play an honour in final with girls that you played with all the way up along. Like, I mean, and it should be, it's the pinnacle of their career and what would be the best way to do it would be to be in Crow Park. And I know there's probably logistics involved, but it is just a little bit of a shame that it's not on in Crow Park. Most definitely, but I do have to go back to Clan Clan Morris. We have teams that can't field or they don't want to play in matches because they haven't got, they've only 15 or whatever. Here we have a club team with 18 players in total reaching a club final. Like, 
out is there a lesson to be taken from it? And this particular club team, this is like, they have had a wealth of success over, they've a huge dominance down in Kerry. Yeah, with small numbers always. on the Kerry Camogie team. Like I would say probably 14 or 15 of them are on the Kerry Camogie team. I think there was only one or two other clubs that actually had players on the Kerry mm. squad. They were all from Clan Mars. This is not their first time being in a club All-Ireland. This is not their first time playing in Crow Park. And for 18 players, that's a that's a huge achievement. But am I right in thinking that they're consistently successful yep. with small numbers yep. and they don't make any bones about it? They go out and they play with what they have. Yep, 100%. And for me, that's why they're so successful. Yep. Look, if you can feel 15, 16, yeah. field. Go with it. Go with it. Because lads, you mightn't have the actual, you mightn't do well, but you'll hold on to players because they're getting game time and give it another year or two. And then tell you, once they start pushing up through the ages and get to add a level, you'll have hold on to that cohort of players mm. and they will stay playing. And also another thing that my pet peeve, sorry now, is that when you're playing a game, play at the level that you can think that you're going to be challenged at yeah. rather than playing at a level whereby I'd say Clan Morris would love to be pushing on up and playing in a senior club All-Ireland Championship yeah. Absolutely. they have so it's much like, drive with them like St. Rhinos a couple of years ago yeah. they, were like, they were just they were completely dominating the intermediate section of now I yeah. know they are gone up now like I know that Offaly are obviously gone up to a senior but the only way you're going to improve is by playing against teams yeah. that are of a Better standards. Yeah. That's going to improve it, yeah. Because you're not doing that for yourself by playing and getting cakewalks against. But like teams. you said, you're also keeping girls by keeping them playing. That's why, to and tie, that's the big. Yeah. That's the big catch. But to for tie me. it back in, that could be something, and I'm sure they won't be. But Sarsfields have scored phenomenal scores in their club championship, in the club, right? Four eight. 418 uh, played Molly uh, and bet them by well and truly so they're all big scores so the thing is Martin alluded to it earlier on will that come against them will the fact that they haven't had the actual challenge that they had that the other club like Dixborough have had to work those yeah, games and earn their wins They've had to grind their so victories. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. turn Dixborough into the favourites. They probably don't want to be favourites. But you get where I'm coming from. It's just, it's a big question. I know they'll probably want to win and there's a hunger there. But it is very hard to keep that momentum going for the period of time that they're going yeah. for the last six, seven years. I don't know if that came out in it, but I was trying to play We Are Family in the background <laughs> when you were chatting. And I hope <laughs> it has because... That little spiel is certainly going to go well with that little bit of music in the background, but we certainly are uh, all family. And of course, uh, Sister Sledge, they're singing about I Got All My Sisters With Me. I mean, what more of an app song could you have and to try and play for a group of girls coming in to it but it is going to be a busy weekend obviously there's a lot happening as well we had minor finals at the weekend Tullahar Ross Birkin coming away with the D victory in that one over Aaron's own Nae Breed good win for Tullahar again they are on a roll nice to see that happening and then in the other final it was Ballyhale Shamrocks versus the Roarness League in the C final and one gentleman was going into the pitch and he he was from Ballyhale oh no 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 no. hope it all is all winning this match today no 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 no. we're not going to win this and the determination and the commitment out of the Ballyhale players who by the way had 16 players to play mm-hmm. in the minor final 
it was unbelievable to see but um, I mean it was great as well so well 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 done to everyone and a little snippet and I have to say it as well the last time that I was chairman of Kilkenny I actually presented the cup to the Ballyhale team that beat Clara in the county final and it was around the same time Bird Isle was actually managing the team as well and it was around the same time that poor Owen was after um, tragically getting killed and poor Beryl got emotional I got emotional as well as I always do I don't nor- now I don't normally when I'm doing presentations to be fair but I did that it day because yeah well it, it was it was bad that day now because I felt so sorry for poor Bear and her young one was playing as well at the same time but lo and behold Bear was part of the team in Greg Namana that was down there as well and I met her and she just said and I just happened to say it to her um, the same thing happened the last time that I was presenting the cup to her um, so poor Owen was definitely looking down on his mam I can tell you that much and guiding her and helping her but with 16 players to come out and win that county final at the weekend I have to pay a particular mention to Ballyhale and well done to all involved there as well brilliant to see it commiserations though to the the Roar and to Aaron's own Nave Breed. A couple more finals did get played. Under 22 was also commencing at the weekend and also the trials for the minors are uh, still in full swing with the teams being put in place because those games are coming up taken fast shortly in January. Mm. When's the first minor game? 4th of February isn't it? Was no. oh, is it the end of end of January beginning of February the minor starting February, is it? And then when's the intermediate starting? The intermediate starting 14th. the end of January because the Holy seniors God, is not lads. out till the 14th of February. Lads, is there any downtime at all? No. no. You have Christmas off. You have two weeks of Christmas and that's it. Probably not Martin probably not there'll be something on or something somewhere but like I mean it is I suppose it's great but uh, a big question probably we're going to have to look at and just my own feelings is a split season is it working or not well that's a whole different debate just I can to tell throw you that, that out there for the crack you but know? I put it this way like people are going on about player burnout right but I'm, I'm saying this a long time administrator burnout just going to say it like I mean if you're knocked out of a, a championship like you can have a couple of weeks off before you start training back again but like the administrator gets no time off. I mean, as we say, we get two weeks off of Christmas. We're starting back then Where straight away. Where are you going to get the two weeks off of Christmas? Should we will? Well, I'll have two weeks off of Christmas. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely taking two weeks of Christmas. I don't think we'll have two weeks of Christmas. I'm taking well, I won't have two weeks anyway. I don't care about you. I'm taking two weeks That's of Christmas, lovely. I can you tell you. You don't care about I don't. Me. That's lovely. I'm, no, taking that me two, I'm taking me two weeks. <laughs> oh, lads. There's no love lost there, is there? Do we have, who are the officials for um, the three matches on Sunday? Uh, for the finals? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you that a Ray Kelly a, and his team of officials is doing the senior match. Um, Philip MacDonald of Cavan is actually refereeing the intermediate game. And uh, McAllister, no it's not um, Cahill, there is a McAllister I think doing the junior final by the way I have to say the Camogie Association I do normally give out about the fixtures portal it's so much better um, the latest one it's really really very good Jerome McAllister is the man there we must give a mention too to Enda Nan, who's doing the junior B final so a big day for all of our match officials as well but yes uh, Ray Kelly will be doing the senior one and also on that note it was very nice to be involved with 
the Leinster Referees uh, Awards at the weekend as well where all of the Leinster Referees picked up their medals we had three in Kilkenny OMB and Paddy O'Reilly and of course our very own Liz Dempsey getting a medal there as well um, and well done to everybody involved including our own chairperson Linda Kenny who done the whole thing single-handedly she's brilliant isn't she unbelievable and she got a presentation as well from all of the referees uh, is that the presentation Liz made to her correct excellent yeah um, and of course Gavin Dunnigan gave her a big bouquet of flowers as well but uh, yeah a lot of the referees left their hair down at the weekend I can tell you that much it's nice to see but you know what you need a it. human side it's nice to see yeah. the human side and you forget that that all of the stuff that goes on. Now I still think it's interesting with regard to how the hand pass is going to be interpreted at all three matches at the weekend, because um, that seems to be a little bit of a not a, a bone, peeve. not a peeve. It just seems to be depending on what the consistency. It, in, but it's in very the application to, of it. Isn't I'm there. actually going to be nice, and I'm going to say it's very hard to judge some of the hand passes. I wouldn't like Our to be a referee is judging. Like, I mean, some of them, like, the movement is so fast now. Yeah. But on saying that, it all depends, too, on the angle that the referee is at when he's looking at what the hand pass is doing. Because me and you are up higher and we're looking at it and we're looking at a ball that looks to be thrown and he's down a bit closer to the play and he might be able to see a strike in action in it. And we're saying, why isn't that a free? And he's saying, well, there's a strike in action there. So, you know, again, it's an opinion. And we're all entitled to our opinion. But yeah, no, it's just an opinion. But I'm just saying it is very hard to judge. It's impossible, Paula. That's why I've 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 empathy on that level. But um hopefully now just all the games are a free flowing games and let let all thirty girls in each of the three matches go out and go hell for leather and we see Kamogi at its best. Well, we certainly will see Camogie at its best. Like I said, we're going to be obviously shouting for three Leinster teams, although you'll be having a half-hearted shout for you know, the, the I, Kerry outfit. I know. Look, what's, once once it's a good game is the key thing, lads, because, you know, you just want you want to see good Camogie. And, and, and we will see it because we'll be up especially in time for, in, to watch in, it. Especially in the likes of Crow Park. You want to see everybody taking advantage of the... And not let the, the occasion yeah. get to them. Do you know that kind of thing? Yeah. We've seen too many ones. She's, not, she's nodding in agreement here. She's speechless. Mm. Although I tell you one thing, um, it, this, this is going to be the second last podcast anyway, no matter what happens, because the All Ireland final is Sunday. Yeah. The last podcast is going to be next Monday. For I think you meant to say end. the second last podcast in this season. In this season, yes. Yeah. Well, the, you know what I mean. It's not going to be the second last podcast ever because we'll be starting season bloody six shortly as soon as the seniors get going and the intermediates get going. Imagine and, I mean, season that's, six. That's, as I said, the third week of January. Yeah. Fourth yeah. Week. And we'll have the Fitz or the Ashburn coming up then as well. And like we've done 43 episodes last year. We're definitely going to go above the 43 episodes this year, um, which is unbelievable. So it has, yeah, I'm not going to say anything yet because we still have a week to go um, and the whole lot. But the festive tree is up in front of us. The lights are on. Everybody's getting ready for the Christmas I've period. even got my maroon on today. You're looking very festively. Yeah, red well, I have been right. festive. I've got my maroon to support Dick's where you say. Not done. Do you see that? You like and the one? festive scarf just because festive of the season that's in it. Mm. I was going to say nothing else. Anything, any, anything else bothered anyone Kamohi related like before we sign off for the evening? Where would you like us to start? On that note, push no. the off button. No, <laughs> no. Oh, best of luck to Dixborough this best weekend. Best of luck to Dixborough. Look, I hope to bring it home. Yeah, same. I think it'd be great for Kilkenny Camogie in general if we take the pressure well, off our shoulders. Considering it's six 
2006 since the last time a Kilkenny team won the senior club final. Is it final. that long? Usher oh, sure. said Oh Jesus, will you stop lads? You're going to feel old again. Is it that long? It is. But you are, you're not spring chicken now, let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> be very careful. <laughs> very careful. I'm, I'm glad I'm sitting way but over here. Do you know here. what I was just thinking? What's going to stand to Dixborough favour is that, right, Aoife Prendergast is there. And, sorry, Jenny's the captain, but I'm sure Aoife is doing a lot of the sort of PR okay. type of things and, yeah. and all that kind of thing. She's experienced at it. She's done it before. So it takes yeah. a lot of pressure off, the lo- uh, off a lot of the girls. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, Eve, between Aoife and Kira Phelan, um, are kind of they're doing a lot for like the AIB kind of stuff. Yeah, they're but doing all the promotion that's, that's, stuff. That takes a lot of pressure because yeah. I remember we were talking about it and one of our captains won the year. The final was an issue. It was all the pure thing that actually made her feel physically sick. Yeah. And if it was bad in 2006, imagine what it's like now. Mm. Multiply it by 100. Like when you have to go for your press call up to Crow Park and all that kind of thing. And just, she just said, I actually, she said, I felt sick. Mm. Now she says, in one way I was so sick over that she didn't have time to think about the match, which yeah. was good. But it was actually just felt sick. And I remember her, she was dreading it. Oh my God, she was green the night before. This is before the match. Just the idea of having to deal with mm. the media and people asking our questions. Yeah, there's a lot of people don't like though being asked questions, etc. Because I mean, we even know that from even trying to get interviews and that after the game. And while it's great, like last week was great because all of the players were after winning. They were all kind of in the one spot. So if and one person done it, and yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Like the worst thing you want to do, and especially if you lose, is to have a chat to somebody afterwards and kind of. Really, but the I game, think but because we're after being in so many All Irelands, which is an excellent thing at minor and intermediate and senior level in recent years, Martin, we have a bigger cohort of girls that have been through the the PR end of it. So it's not as daunting as it I maybe once was. So. No. No. no, I don't think But so. you know what? Do you ever notice? There's always you know when you have to go to a team after they lose, there's always the few reliables that will yeah, always give always you a soundbite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's because I suppose they're more mature maybe than others. But mm-hmm. I do think a lot of the girls don't particularly like getting involved. They're a lot of Camogie players just prefer to let the hurling do the talking. Yeah. Yeah. rather than doing the talking it's only when you get old like me that you like to talk about things <laughs> what are you laughing at you're not a spring chicken over there either <laughs> at least I admit it <laughs> hence my voice is going here oh. and she said that very um, her diction was excellent in that last comment wasn't it do you know do you know something you're like ones putting each other on Zimmer frames now at this stage over they're like feeling it today but you, they bought me a wheelchair for my last birthday so I'm safe enough <laughs> I'd get your motorised one and put it into sixth oh stop <laughs> licking around the place right on that note uh, I think as I said keep an eye out on all of the socials around for something special that may be coming up uh, during the week uh, within ourselves here on the station for Dixborough's exploits into the All-Ireland final as I said to you we will be live the Come On Kind team the KCLR team will all be in Crow Park bringing you the match live from a quarter past five on Sunday with thanks to Hackett's Bar in Irish Town in Kilkenny and they sponsored the semi-final as well so fair play to them it's great Anya wasn't there the last day myself and Paula was but Anya's back where were you actually where were you the last time I was at uh, Vogue Williams and uh, Joanne McNally's podcast my therapist ghosted me 
she abandoned You missed it. a deadly game. That's all I'll say to you. The match was really good. It was brilliant. So it was. It was. It was. It was just so exciting the second half. You would have enjoyed it, but you know, we'll let you off this time. Thanks. <laughs> well, she <laughs> didn't tell me she was gone doing yoga and Pilates. We're all right. <laughs> no, we leave that to you. Actually, that's very important lately because a lot of our peoples have been sent to do yeah, yoga, to do yoga, and, yoga and, Pilates, and Pilates. So you're so ahead of the posse. In that I've been quoting this for the last two years. Nobody listens to me to know. Oh, yeah. I've, I've no, they tr- all get on the bandwagon. I've tried Pilates, but I don't know. I don't think it's for me. <laughs> And on that note, it's getting. <laughs> I think we're losing. It's getting yeah, late I, here. I think people have literally Tired. turned off. The, <laughs> turned off. Turned us off now at the stage. Or they're either that, or they're laughing hilariously, and people are looking at them either in the cars or whether they're out on their walk or their jog or whatever. But if you are enjoying it, fair play to you. It is time to start <laughs> signing off here from the studio here in KCL or As we said, the very best of luck to Dixborough at the weekend. It is going to be an extremely busy period for ourselves and it's going to be an extremely good day hopefully and you know we have to mention the 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 management team for Dixborough it is a big occasion for them and it is it's one of the hardest places to be because you can plan to do A, B and C but at the end of the day you can't really do and you can't go out and hurl a ball Mm -hmm. and I think I say Anya probably vote is isn't one of the hardest places to be in an yeah. All Ireland final. Horrible, 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 horrible situation for not not even just an All Ireland final in any match. Um, like you've as you said, like you've given them all the tools, but you can't. Like in your mind, you're poking every ball with them, but you can't go out and do the job for them. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't. As much as you'd love to think you'd be able to, it's just stress that as well. But yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, no. Best look to everybody. Teams, match officials, managers, Crow Park staff, security staff, everybody, because without everybody's cooperation, we wouldn't be able to put on a spectacle. We will certainly be going to enjoy it. As we said, we will be live with you on Sunday from Crow Park. But for the time being, from the penultimate Come On Kind podcast for season five and before Christmas. We'll see you again next week for the very last episode in this series of Come On Kind. So, from... Starting on my right, from Anya, from Paula, from Lillian and from myself, Martin Quilty, here in the KCLR studios. It's goodbye from us all. Bye. Bye. She's rising it. She's taking it. Oh, for this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Anya Fahmy. Oh